0: What is up, my good people? You are listening to season one, episode 30 of my turf title track. Now it's real. And that can mean several different things. I'll get to that in a moment. I am your host, Ryan Marshall. Remember we are available on Apple podcast and Spotify. So remember to tell your friends and if they want to interact with me, just like you do hit me up my at gmail.com. So we're live from lower Alabama, very cloudy outside, expecting some rain today. I uh, got high school football tonight, so I'm super stoked going to be taking my daughter on the road to um, close to my hometown to watch uh, our uh, our local team playing one of my rivals growing up in, in high school. So it's cool to kind of take her to that atmosphere and let her see different stadiums from around the state. Um, speaking of women, though, um, and people that have really just been impactful, I want to say rest in peace to uh, Queen Elizabeth uh reigned for over 70 years over in great britain just feeling for the people of uh despite what you think of her in the crown just you know you got to feel for the people that loved her over there and that's the people in great britain you know australia you know she ruled several different countries just not great britain so and also check out the crown on netflix it's a cool show if you ever get a chance to watch it uh really good insight into the royal family want to talk about some other women serena williams of course she bowed out in the u.s open what amazing career another woman that had an amazing career how about Sue Bird? Her Seattle Storm lose this past this past Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday to the Las Vegas Aces, who will move on to the NBA Finals, take on Connecticut. First game of the WNBA Finals, Sunday, 2 p.m. ABC. Be there. So I love Sue Bird. One of the greatest of all time, I think. Just like Serena. Um, these were amazing and badass women, man. Uh, they competed basically to step on your throat and slay the dragon each and every time. They were fun to watch. I'm gonna miss them, man. How about the major leagues right now? Talking about another person wrapping up his career, Albert Pujols. He is five home runs away from 7695. Come on, Albert! You got a month left into the season. Let's kind of go into the MLB standings a little bit. The Mets and the Braves are really back and forth right now in the NL East. Uh, 87 and 51, half game back. The, the Phillies are at 11.5 back of either uh both of them both of them in the marlins and nationals really struggled cardinals they're hanging on by eight games over the brewers the dodgers are up 19 over the padres they have the best record in baseball currently 94 and 42 in the East, it's super competitive yankees are four and a half games up on the rays six games up on the blue jays and 10 and a half over Orioles so basically the Rays and the Jays right now and the Orioles they have a you know it's a low probability but they're definitely in the conversation for the AL wild card but right now the Yankees are up just a little bit I think they'll hold on hopefully and get it done the AL Central one of the most competitive divisions and these are not the best teams on paper I get that the Cleveland Guardians such a lame name like the Washington Commanders I say that every time I have to say one of these names because I feel like it was lazy you couldn't come up with some better shit really something better come on now uh, the Cleveland Guardians—they're uh, one and a half games up on the Minnesota Twins, and the Chicago White Sox are one and a half games back as well. Of the the uh, the Guardians. So the Guardians are 70 and 65. The Twins 69 and 67. and the White Sox, 70 and 68. Just to put in perspective how close they are in these rankings. Houston Astros, second best record in baseball, best record in the AL. Uh, 88 and 49. They are 11 games up on the Seattle Mariners, who are 77. In 60. So basically, you know, they're competing also for an AL wildcard spot. We'll definitely keep you posted on uh, an Albert Pujols. Oh, man, I love him. I hope he gets it done. Let's talk some UFC 279. Big-time matchup. And we had to cancel the presser for some backstage drama yesterday. Uh, and this is going to be a great matchup. If you've never heard of Nate Diaz in UFC, I feel sorry for you. The Diaz brothers themselves are just awesome, dude. They have... They basically got a cult follow, following. These are two of the toughest dudes uh, coming out of Stockton, California. Nate Diaz had some memorable matchups, not only with Connor McGregor, but dude, I mean, he has fought some of the best in the game. Uh, you know, Ben Henderson, dude, just just some of the best ever to do it. Um, love watching him fight. He's a great boxer. He's got great jiu-jitsu. He's good off his back. Very tall. He's fighting at 170 pounds, and he's facing one of the best up-and-comers, and uh, comes out. Comes out? Shim IE that's how you want to say it. Shim IE Cosmot Shim Aiv. dudes out of Sweden. He's really of Russian descent, but he is an absolute stud. He's one of those freestyle wrestlers. Um, it's just amazing with heavy hands. He's got great boxing. He can take the fight anywhere he wants to. He'll have to, I think he'll, I think he'll be able to overpower Nate Diaz, but don't be surprised. You got to be careful, man. Nate Diaz is like a spider. that can catch you in his web off his back. And, uh, and catch, catch you in a submission so he'll have to be very careful of that i think he'll probably steamroll nate though and and uh probably win by decision it's gonna be a five round fight like i said on 170 pounds so nate's gonna have a little bit of a disadvantage jim Aive is is a really strong 170 pounder and a lot of people give him a lot of praise right now so it's gonna be the freestyle wrestler who can bang versus the Stockton Stockton gangster who can box as well boxing i'm gonna give to nate diaz just everywhere else i would definitely get a shimai man he's going to hit harder and he's going to have a really good top game in, in the grappling aspect but he'll have to be careful on not getting caught all right so i had a question from sammy out of cantonment florida thoughts on jake paul boxing 47 year old anderson silva so jake paul of course that he, he was a youtube star he's got the boxing you know, he's beaten a couple of UFC champions, Ben Askren. Actually, Ben Askren was a, was a champion over there in the rival Bellator uh, fighting championships. But he beat Tyron Woodley before that. He beat Nate Robinson, who's was, who was a basketball star. He's beat up on some guys he probably should beat up on because he's been training boxing for three to five years fully now. And he's, he's really good. got really good size and athleticism, man. I, I can definitely tell you, man, this kid can bang. If you didn't know he was a YouTube star, you would think, like, this kid's a really lethal boxer. But Anderson Silva, he's 47 years old. He's one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. His nickname is the spider because he can put you in a trap. If this guy was a boxer full time, he would have been one of the all time greats. He's just that sick and insane. But can his father time caught up with him. He's caught, you know, fought a couple boxing matches, Tito Ortiz, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And he whooped his ass, but he had the size advantage on him. He'll have to cut to 187 pounds. Um, He'll have the size and skill, but speed and youth, uh, I don't think so. It's going to be October 29th, by the way. I'm going to take the spider on this one, even though Jake Paul is a good fighter. He's got good timing and power. Power, Like I said, he's got good athleticism. I just love Anderson Silva, man. He's, uh, he's just one of the greats of all times, so and I'll be rooting for him. He's just a better fighter, I feel like. Um, just a better fighter, and he's really hes really a skilled boxer. You should definitely check out some of his highlights. So that's going to do it for uh, our intro. Let's talk some college football. And then we'll talk in segment three, we'll talk some NFL football here on My Turf, season one, episode 30, title track, now it's real. Be back in a second, folks. And welcome back into My Turf for segment two of season one episode 30 title track now it's real again i'm your host ryan marshall thank you so much for being with us so the title of this episode now it's real that is a meaning for all segments and there's something behind all of it what does it mean for this one we had some great fantastic college football matchups last week and of course we got to see some teams that were strong from last year who look strong again great programs from last year who look a little suspect in some areas coming over this year um Let's get into it. Let's dive into it. Let's start off with some big news, though. Sam Hartman, the quarterback for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, he has been cleared to play after the blood clot issue, which was non-football related. Oh man, he is blessed, extremely blessed, and uh, I know they're glad to have him back, and I know he's glad to be back with his team. Obviously, how about Dabo Sweeney? Deserving to get paid, he's one of the top but coaches in college football. Ten years, 115 million dollars. He has built his own brand and legacy and made Clemson football cool. So Dabo. And hats off to it, dude. You were so deserving of that. Kind of recap a little bit. Georgia, look, they look nearly perfect. They look like the best team in college football. I can just say that comes with a caveat, though. Oregon looked like a team that didn't have any identity with their first-year head coach, Dan Lanning. Wasn't impressed with the offensive play calling by Kenny Dillingham. Sticks to the run, man. You were running the football, and then you let Bo Nix pass. You don't want Bo Nix to pass more than 15 times a game, okay? He's just not that guy didn't get exposed he's just not that guy your defense they're trying to run that scheme I get it that's your scheme but at the same time you look like the scout team defense for Georgia that personnel did not fit it so look I I think he'll get things right I just don't think he'll get them right right away Um, let's talk about Ohio State they struggled a little bit with Notre Dame but hey it's first game Um, I like how they responded when it mattered I think the defense for Notre Dame got a little bit gassed. They started off good on offense with Tyler Buckner. He was eight of eight on his first, uh, his first couple of drives. And, and then Jim Knowles, the defense coordinator coming over from Oklahoma State, really adjusted, and he did a great job on confusing Tyler Buckner. Here's a key stat though in this game: While Ohio State ended up pulling it out against the blitz, C.J. Stroud was 11 of 12. So look for Ohio State to improve up front. That's what they're going to need to do. Uh, that offensive line did not look did not look as fast. So another team that I was not really fully impressed with was Texas A and M and their new quarterback, Haynes King, against Sam Houston State. Thirty one to nothing. I didn't see uh, I just didn't see the dominance. I think their defense looked really good. I liked I like their front. I wasn't impressed by their um their offensive line and I was not impressed with Haynes King at quarterback, his decision making overall. He made some nice throws, but They ain't going to cut it in SEC, man. You're going to have to really step it up. And, of course, we know that they've got a lot of talent there. I just kind of felt like we knew this. They were not deserving of that number six ranking. They got that because they had the number one recruiting class. Thanks to a collective fund, by the way. Sorry, a little dig there. Florida looked dang good, though. And I think they're going to get better each and every week. Of course, they have a big test this weekend against Kentucky. Utah. This is not the end of the road for them. Cam Rising. Tavion Thomas, they looked outstanding. I just think Florida had more athletes. And Billy Napier, I told you, man, this team could be a sleeper. And the SEC East continue to watch if They're going to give Georgia a lot of fits. Anthony Richardson, watch out, man. This guy could be a um, Heisman sleeper. So like what I saw from Utah, a lot of things kind of had to go the way, you know, go in the way of Florida. So... Hats off to Utah. And by the way, I didn't like to play Colin in the red zone there at the end. They could have easily won this football game. I don't know what he was throwing at. You're going to have to work on that passing game, though, if they're going to want to beat those teams in the in the, um, in the the Pac-12. Some other teams that uh, that really didn't impress me a lot was Clemson offensively. I, I've told people I think Cade Klubnik is the future. we got a Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence situation here. DJ Ungerle, great person. He's a solid quarterback. I just don't think he's going to win you a national championship. Maybe you want to see more of Cade Klubnick and what he can do. Uh, like I said, it's nothing against DJ. It's just that. We got to see more. My own Alabama team. Yeah, 55 to nothing over Utah State. Utah State won, a, you know, 10 football games last year. They're a good program under Gary Anderson, who came over from Arkansas State. I didn't like the running game, though. I understand we're working on some new things, some some uh, zone read concepts and stuff like that. But And we ran a lot of counters. I haven't seen us run, run counters in like five or six years. Um Man, I wasn't really impressed with the offensive line. I understand it's a you know work in progress, just like with Ohio State, but wasn't impressed. You're gonna need to up your game against Texas because we're gonna have to do some ball control. Some teams I was um, pleasantly pleasantly surprised by. How about USC and Oklahoma? They didn't skip a beat, man. Uh, Lincoln Riley did great things with that offense, and Caleb Williams. Oklahoma looked really good against Utah with Dylan, Dylan Gabriel. Venable's defense, man, and th- with uh, defensive coordinator Ted Roof, they looked to have things in the right direction. They were playing really good discipline football. Michigan, Baylor, Miami, just throttled and imposed their will on their opponents. I know they weren't playing anybody, but they looked good. You just go out there and dominate and kick some ass, right? And that's exactly what they did. Michigan, though, settled this whole quarterback musical chairs thing. J.J. McCarthy, I understand he's really good. And Cade McNamara seems to me um, I, he just seems safer, and he could probably win ten or eleven games. But uh, man, I don't, I don't know. Just settle this whole thing. I, I hate seeing these little musical chairs with quarterbacks. But um, we talked about the Bama struggles, but now we got to talk about this week's game, right? We got Alabama at Texas. It's going to be the early game. Number one Alabama traveling to play at Texas. They're favored by twenty. Over under sixty. Game's going to be on Fox at 11 a.m. Last week, we saw Texas win 52 to 10. Uh, Wasn't the most impressive victory, I would say. They uh, they just didn't look too complete for me yet. Um, To to where I would be completely scared of them. Uh, This is a massive game for Texas. And a huge measuring stick for Steve Sarkeesian. We know that, right? We absolutely know that. Texas has to play a near perfect game in rhythm. You're going to have to neutralize Alabama and the coaching staff that starts with them. They're going to have to have a perfect game plan and hope for some miscues from Alabama, like Texas A&M did last year. Bijan Robinson. I think he's one of the best running backs in the game right now, but I don't think Alabama's going to allow him uh, to beat them. This game is going to be on quarterback, Quint Ewers, and he'll have to make some plays, not only with his feet, um, but uh, not only with his arm, but his feet. He's going to have to elude the pressure. He's going to have to extend plays and find open, find open receivers. Remember, if Texas gets blown out in this game, what does this do for their recruiting class? Right now, they have the number five nationally ranked recruiting class. They have top recruits like Arch Manning and wide receiver Jonte Cook. If they get blown out, does this, how much does that factor in them to make him a move somewhere else? The boosters didn't love last year. And we heard ramblings of Sark being on the hot seat even last year. So he's 5-7 and seven last year. <sighs> yeah, big recruits that are going to be there as well. Wide receiver Jalen Hale, the number seven guy in the nation, the number nine edge rusher Jordan Renan. They're both from Texas. They're leaning Alabama. Uh, this could be the hammer for them because they, uh, they they may see what they want to see out of Alabama and not what they're seeing from Texas look I I like Steve Sarkeesian I think he's one of the best offensive play callers always loved what he did pre-snap as far as um, giving you a lot of eye candy and he that eye candy was just not to give you eye candy he would do that and then just completely fake you out and go the opposite direction Mac Jones was like a master of manipulation under Sark's offense so look I'm rooting for you Sark I am It's not rooting for you on Saturday. I think we take care of business. We win this game big by three touchdowns. You're going to have to have some moral victories, I think, keeping it close. And I think keeping it close means, like, within three touchdowns. But uh, I'm not seeing it. I think our defense is that good. Um, Xavier Worthy, they have a good wide receiver. He's going to have to make outstanding plays. And, of course, Bijan Robinson, the running back, is going to have to have a fantastic game. Okay, let's talk about... One of the other big matchups, 230, ABC, Tennessee, traveling to Pitt. Pitt, of course, number 17, defeated West Virginia last week. Tennessee, big-time win over Ball State, 59-10. They're the number 24 team in the nation. They are now favored by 6.5, over Pitt, over under 66. Look, I like Tennessee, and I like them by two touchdowns, like 41-27. to 27. And it's nothing against Pittsburgh. It's just that. Keaton Slovis, he played well. And he needed to play well because the running game for Pitt was not there. Tennessee—they have a really good run defense that they can—they can hang their hat on. Slovis, you're going to have to have good numbers, and you're going to need to start fast and make Tennessee play from behind because if they're up on you, and then Hooker, their quarterback, and running back Jalen Wright, they can have a big day. And uh, I think Tennessee wins this by double digits. Like I said, I just really like them. I think they're athletic, uh, more athletic on both sides of the football, and they look good. Um, again. This is a big-time game for Tennessee. They're representing the SEC. They got a lot of recruits paying attention. They lose this game to to Pitt. This could set them back a little bit. Okay, let's talk about the uh, the other big matchup that I love, man. It's going to be Kentucky at Florida. Kentucky, the number 20 team in the nation, over under 52.5, but number 12 Florida in the swamp is favored by 5.5, 6 p.m. on ESPN. I think Florida wins in a close one. I think it's just too much Anthony Richardson. Like, it's 27 to 21. I just love, uh, man, I just love this team. I really do. Um, I thought defensively what Patrick Toney did, gave a lot of big time looks to confuse Cam Rising, especially there in the red zone where it was more condensed. And he he really just, uh, he trusted his defensive alignment to get after it. I think they're gonna be okay here. I think they beat Kentucky. But uh, just remember, man, Will Levis, is one of the best quarterbacks, I think, out there. And if he can throw the ball around on Florida, get protection. Um, the running game didn't look great last week, but this is a this game gets interesting. If Florida can't run the ball, and Richardson has to beat them from the pocket. Uh, I do think again, like Florida wins and comes through and they cover 27 to 21. Another big matchup. How about Baylor at BYU? Number nine over-under is gonna be 59.5, number 21. Uh, BYU, they're favored by three and a half at home. Yeah, give me Baylor. Yeah, give me Baylor by ten. I like, I like uh, Jaron Hall at like quarterback for BYU, but to me, I, I just, I'm just digging Baylor right now, man. I just think Baylor has got it going on, and uh, yeah, I think you just got to pay attention to what they're doing because I think they're the best team in the Big 12. I know a lot of people are saying, well, oh, no, it's Oklahoma. It may be Oklahoma, but from what I saw last year from Baylor. I just really like them. This game's gonna be um, it's gonna be eight fifteen Central Time, by the way, or nine fifteen. Shit, nine fifteen uh, Central Time on ESPN. This is gonna be the late game, so yeah. BYU's favorite by three and a half against Baylor. That's crazy to me. All right, some other noticeable matchups. We got some great games coming on tonight. It's gonna be Louisville at UCF. Louisville Scott Satterfield, their quarterback, their uh, head coach. He's on the hot seat, so watch out, UCF. Same thing for their head coach, Jeff Scott. He hasn't won a lot of football games coming over from Clemson. So this game, somebody could be getting fired. It's going to be played in Orlando at UCF's uh, FBC Mortgage Stadium. Boise State at New Mexico. Also tonight, CBS Sports Network. So that should be a good matchup. And like some other noticeable matchups like we talked about, Um, Talks about Alabama-Texas. Well, Ohio State will get Arkansas State. Southern Miss will travel to take on Miami. South Carolina at Arkansas. Love that matchup. Can Sam Pittman go ahead and check? Uh, Shane Beamer. We'll see what he can do. Number 23, Wake Forest. They get Sam Hartman back. Don't know if he's going to play at Vanderbilt, but um, it's going to be 11 a.m. ESPN. uh, Actually, SEC Network. Be played in Nashville, by the way. Good matchup to watch out for. Mizzou versus... uh, Arkansas State on the road, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Okay, so check that one out. Good matchup to watch here, Marshall at Notre Dame. Of course, Notre Dame lost last week. They'll fall to number eight, going from five to eight, One thirty. that's gonna be on NBC, or you can watch it later on, Peacock. But yeah, that's a good matchup. I like Marshall, got a good head coach in Charles Huff, who was our running backs coach. Uh, and before that was, uh, it was actually the running backs coach at Penn State who helped develop Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley, just in name a few. Georgia's kind of got a little bit of an off week. They're taking on Sanford, who comes over from Birmingham, 3 p.m. SEC Network. If you want to watch your boys, number 25, Houston going on the road to take on Texas Tech, 3 p.m. FS1. That's Fox Sports One. Check that out. That's gonna be a good matchup. It's, uh, Houston barely barely survived last week, and Texas Tech is not joking around. Man, they are they're a very physical football team. Uh, Oklahoma State at Arizona State is going to be a good one for me to watch 6 30 p.m ESPN2 Arizona State man it's I'm rooting for man you know they got a new uh, new quarterback in of course and Emery Jones who transferred over from Florida really good athlete herm Edwards is the coach there Oklahoma State didn't look so hot last year def- last week defensively but Spencer Sanders looked every bit as dominant another good game to watch out for number 10 USC they're going to travel to Stanford, 6.30 p.m. ABC. I love this matchup. David Shaw, man, he he's a really good coach. He just last couple of years, it seems like uh, the talent it's just kind of faded away a little bit. He can still be very dangerous against USC. They're going to be physical, so watch out for that matchup. Like I said, I can't wait to see them. Um, USC and Stanford, man, they have had some classic battles uh, from back in the day. Remember, Harbaugh kind of started that whole thing. When Harbaugh... Andrew Luck, when he was a young quarterback, and you had USC, had Matt Barkley, and they were going to go in there and beat him and stuff, and it didn't happen. So, uh, like, Stanford is not scared at all of USC. They will not be intimidated. So it's going to be a great matchup. Some big takeaways that I had from uh, from last week, because I had a question from um, from Harvey out of Rancho Cucamungo, California. Um, would you change your top four college football teams as of right now, Ryan? Honestly, I'll probably know more after this week, Harvey. Um, One thing I'll be, I kind of gave some good talking points that I'd like to talk about. Number one, is Alabama's running game going to improve? Because if it doesn't, I don't like Bryce having to improvise and run and be the leading rusher, basically. Number two, is Ohio State going to be physical enough by week four versus Wisconsin? It's nothing against Notre Dame. It's just that Wisconsin's a very, very physical team, too. And look, Paul Chris is going to be paying attention and if he sees something that he can explode and expose in that team he's going to take full advantage of it trust me so watch out number three I kind of already touched on this a little bit just like Alabama is Utah athletically gifted enough at wide receiver to get past the big dogs in the Pac-12 they're going to have to score some points and just not do ball control number four Georgia is primed and ready offensively. I think we can all agree with that. How good is that secondary going to be against South Carolina in two weeks when they see quarterback Spencer Rattler? He looked a little suspect against Georgia State. I understand that. We're going to see more against Arkansas this week, but I think he rebounds and uh, he'll play better. He's just got to get more more comfortable and get his confidence back. Number five. Clemson. Do they need to play Klubnick more? Absolutely. DJ is not a pocket guy, so like I've said, I like DJ. I love him, but I think Cade Klubnick is the future. Number six, Michigan really won't play anyone until week four versus Maryland, but um, look, are we going to get past this whole two-quarterback system? I think the win's impressive. Like I said, I think you're just going to have to settle on a quarterback. And look, and if they can make it happen with two quarterbacks, hey, man, I'll shut my mouth completely, trust me. All right, Texas AM, and they got App State this week. App State looked lethal on offense um, against UNC. So is AM on upset alert? Something to pay attention to. All right, Baylor, the test versus BYU. And, of course, we talked about USC versus Stanford. So those are good ones to watch out for this week. Number 10, OK State defense. Under defensive coordinator Derek Mason, they need to rebound against Arizona State. And uh, remember, it, it's going to be a great, great week of football once again. And we'll be back with you next Friday to talk about it. But, yeah, it's it's great matchups. And, um, yeah, it, get at me and interact with me on Twitter, RyanFN18, or hit me up at MyTurfPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll try to respond to the uh, all the matchups that are going on in college football. And uh, man, I can't wait. It's an early start for my team, and I'm glad because it's a big game. And I don't have all the anxiety going on throughout the uh, throughout the course of the day. It's gonna happen really quick, so I'm excited about that. Actually, just feeling more comfortable about it. (laughs) All right, let's take a pause for the calls and let's talk some NFL football in segment three here on my turn, season one, episode 30. Now it's real. Welcome back into my turf for the third and final segment, season one, episode 30, title track, Now It's Real. Well, the meaning of Now It's Real for this segment, well, we saw NFL football last night. Game one for week one, and it looked absolutely awesome on TV. Despite it looking ugly at times, the Bills pull away late 31-10, to Josh Allen led the team in pretty much everything uh rushing 10 carries 56 yards one touchdown passing 21 to 36 297 yards three touchdowns through the air he did have two picks one of them was definitely not his fault it was off a tip but yeah josh allen looked every bit the part Rams, ah they gotta be scratching their heads the loss of von miller was definitely crucial for this team they tried to tried to band-aid fix it you know with some other players brought in bobby wagner in the middle there it didn't look great. Jalen Ramsey had some mental errors. Um, Matthew Stafford did not look sharp. Looks like they need another wide receiver across from Cooper Cup. Ben Jefferson and Allen Robinson were really not effective at all. Maybe they look through free agency if they can't get it figured out. But both teams were not able to run the football. A lot of air A lot of, a lot of air traffic control. They need to establish a running game if they're going to want to go far. Uh, that's you know in the case of the Rams and the same thing for the for the Bills. You're going to want to be more balanced. Singletary looked pretty good in some flashes from Zach Moss, but consistent, not really. But again, that's not really their their offense. You know what I mean? Their strength is they want to be chucking it. And I absolutely understand that because Josh Allen is an absolute monster. So let's talk about some other matchups because it is the first week of the NFL. Let's start off with our 12 p.m. matches. Okay. So it's going to be New Orleans at Atlanta. And I can't wait to see that game. It's going to be about going to be about seeing what Marcus Mariota has done to improve himself as a starter. He's got Drake London, the rookie wide receiver. Of course, Kyle Pitts, second year. Looking forward to see what they do. Arthur Smith is a good coach. Uh, speaking of coaches, Dennis Allen will be coaching his first game as the head coach of New Orleans. He, remember, he's a longtime defensive coordinator there. He knows that team. Jameis Winston's coming back. He's got some new weapons. Chris Olave was drafted in the first round out of Ohio State. And of course, they brought in Jarvis Landry. I don't know where Jarvis is going to line up. I wonder if he's going to play the slot more or not. But, you know, Michael Thomas is back from injury. But uh, I expect New Orleans to win that game. 12 p.m. Fox, by the way. San Francisco at Chicago. Is Trey Lance going to be the real deal? That's what we're paying attention to. He's got plenty of weapons. Chicago, I don't know if I trust that offensive line to hold uh, Justin Fields upright. But it should be a good game nonetheless. 12 p.m. on Fox. But I expect the 49ers to roll. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. CBS, 12 p.m. Pittsburgh, Mr. Binsky, is he going to be the real deal to help him out? He's got the weapons. George Pickens has been making some noise there. Nasha Harris. Ugh, they should be okay uh, defensively. They've got a good defense. Cincinnati, though, remember, they got a new improved offensive line. We'll see how they all gel together. But I expect Cincinnati to win this game in a close one. Philadelphia at Detroit on Fox. Philly. AJ Brown. He's there. Kenneth Gainwell. Boston Scott. Miles Sanders trio of running backs with Devonte smith on the other side it should be deadly for it should be deadly for philly a lot of people picking them to win the nfc east we'll see if they can get it done i think detroit will be an improved team they're going to be at home watch out deandre swift um, you know marcy brown not to mention um armand St. brown excuse me not to mention they've got tj hawkinson back swift they should be okay they also have dj chart coming in so Goff has weapons defensively. That's going to be the question mark for them. Uh, should be a good game, though. New England at Miami. These two teams, yeah, let's see what happens. Bill Belichick's been uh, been kind of struggling against Miami the last couple of years, but Tua, he's got some new weapons to even help that cause with Tyreek Hill. Mike Nisiki's back at tight end. He's had some blocking issues, but he'll be fine. Jalen Waddles has some injury concerns, but he looks like he's good Good to go week one. Mike McDaniel making his uh, head coaching debut for Miami can't wait to see it New England we're gonna see if that offense that play calling with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge how it's gonna look on uh during the real deal Baltimore at New York the Jets that is 12 p.m. CBS are the Jets gonna be improved they've got Elijah Moore they drafted Garrett Wilson Corey Davis is back offensive line concerns are there can they get it done against uh Baltimore and Lamar Jackson by the way he did not get a deal done so he'll wait till after the season for new contract talks. Remember, he's guaranteed to play, uh, guaranteed to be paid $23 million. Anyway, this was just going to be an extension. If J.K. D- Dobbins plays, I'd, I'd like Baltimore a lot more. Looking forward to seeing what Rashad Bateman does now that Mark, uh, Mark uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown has gone to the Arizona Cardinals. Jacksonville at Washington, 12 p.m. Fox. It's going to be uh, first year for Doug Peterson at the helm now for Jacksonville. See if Trevor Lawrence has improved. Travis... Etienne is there. Of course, they bring in, um, you know, they got Marvin Jones there. You got bringing in Christian Kirk. Sorry, I'm slipping my mind. But Christian Kirk comes over. They paid him a lot of money, $23 million to come over from the uh, Arizona Cardinals. See what they can do as far as linking up Washington. Carson Wentz now starting at quarterback. You add Jahani Donson across from uh, Terry McLaurin. We'll see how they look offensively. Looking forward to seeing um, the creativity with Washington there now that they've got some – some outstanding wide receivers paired together cleveland at carolina we got the revenge game baker mayfield hosting the browns in his new arena bank of america stadium there in charlotte north carolina let's see what they got that's jacoby Brissett starting at quarterback he's still got cream hunt nick chubb mark cooper's now there carolina they got some weapons mccaffrey robbie anderson dj moore it's gonna be a good game let's see it indianapolis at houston Matt Ryan now under center for Indianapolis. He's got Jonathan Taylor to hand it off to, and Michael Pittman's an outstanding weapon, always to catch those 50-50 balls. Looking forward to see what Houston does with Lovey Smith. You know, I think defensively they'll—that's his staple—but he's got to get some talent there, obviously. But Davis Mills in the second-year starting quarterback with um, with Brandon Cooks, and of course he's got Damian Pierce, the rookie run, running back out of Florida, who they drafted out of the fourth round. To see what they can put together. The New York Giants are going to travel to take on Tennessee, 325 Fox. Uh, first year for uh, – first game for the Brian Dable Arrow. We'll see what he can do with Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley is looking like he's going to have a good year, but you got to see it on paper, Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing what this version of Ryan Tanninghill looks like without A.J. Brown. He doesn't have Julio Jones this year. They drafted Traylon Burks in the first round. Robert Woods will be there, so that will definitely be helpful. Not to mention, he's got the big piece, Derek Henry, to hand it off to. But Mike Vrabel's one of the most underrated coaches, by the way. So looking forward to seeing what this Tennessee Titans team looks like. Green Bay at Minnesota, 325, Fox. We all know what it's about. Can Green Bay gel together now without Devontae Adams? They lose him. Minnesota, they got a great three-headed monster. Uh, Kurt Cousins, I wouldn't say he's great. But Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are great, but that's always going to be the, the talk. Can Kirk Cousins beat Aaron Rodgers? This Packers defense should be improved. The Minnesota defense has got some holes. Kansas City at Arizona, 325 CBS. It's going to be a good high-scoring game, I think. Kansas City, Mahomes, he doesn't have Tyreek now, but he's got he's got Marquez Valdez, Scanlon, who should step up. Juju Smith-Schuster, and, of course, Michael Hardman's back. He also drafted Sky Moore. Ceh is back at running back. Look forward to seeing what he can do because this is a big time prove it year for Clyde edwards alert On the other side, Clyde, you know Cliff Kingsbury got paid to stay there. They bring in Marquise Hollywood Brown because DeAndre Hopkins is out for six games. Zach Ertz is still back at tight end. James Conner at running back. Defensively, they lose Chandler Jones to the to the Raiders, so that's that's a that's a big loss. We'll see what this game's about. I expect uh, Kansas City to roll. Las Vegas, they're going to travel to take on. The Chargers in Los Angeles, CBS 325 should be a great matchup between these quarterbacks. Derek Carr gets a new weapon in Devontae Adams. We know all the talk. On the defensive side, we just talked about a Chandler Jones across from Max Crosby. This defense should be ready to roll the Chargers. They had a nice defensive piece and Khalil Mack across from, from uh, Joey Bosa. Look forward to see what they can do there. Justin Herbert. See if he makes that. Look, he has impressive numbers. It's just the wins for me. 13 and 15 as a starter for the Chargers. It's a lot of junk time when he gets these numbers to inflate them. So I'm not a believer in Justin Herbert just yet as a guy that can consistently win. We'll have to see it out there. He's always got the weapons, though. Austin Eckler, got to love Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is back. Let's just see if that offensive line can keep it consistent for them. Tampa Bay at Dallas, night game, NBC, 7.20 p.m. Looking forward to it. This was a great Monday night football game. Uh, what is it? Was it Thursday night last last year? Great opening to the season. Let's see what they can do. Tampa Bay—they got the weapons. Offensive line is the is the question mark though. They lost some to injuries, and in free agency, they bring in Julio Jones. They also bring in Russell Gage. Chris Godwin should be able to play, and Mike Evans—damn it, man—he's a beast. So, I look forward to seeing what Tampa Bay does. Leonard Fournette's going to be his show though. There is no Ronald Jones behind him. Dallas—we all know they lost Amari Cooper to Cleveland. C.D. Lamb, he should be fine. Dalton Schultz is going to be good. They lose Cedric Wilson, who was a good third wide receiver form too, which is important right now because Michael Gallup is not is not healthy. So they'll have to probably rely on the uh, the rookie uh, Jalen Talbert. Zeke Elliott, T- Tony Pollard, they're back. See if Zeke's uh, recovered from that knee injury. Defensively for Dallas, they have some key pieces. That it was important for them to bring back defensive coordinator Dan Quinn because he's. Dan Quinn is one of the best defensive coordinators out there. So we'll look and see at that game. I still expect Tampa to win that game. Monday Night Football, another revenge game. Denver at Seattle, so Russell Wilson will have to travel to take on his old team. He's got the weapons in Jerry Judy, of course. Javante Williams at running back, backed up by Melvin Gordon this year. And are they going to let Russ cook? Like I said, he's got Jerry Judy, Portland Sutton, and then talk about in the slot. One of the guys I think is just underrated KJ Hamler, man. He's a good player. I know they lose Tim Patrick, but I really, really like him. defensively. You know, they've got Patrick Sertain, Bradley Chubb's back. Denver should be just fine defensively. Seattle's got the question mark. You know, Smith's going to start a quarterback. He's got weapons in Tyler Lockett. And of course, DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny's going to be the running back. Their offensive line is just not, just not there yet. So still a big question mark for them defensively. They lost so much talent, uh, K.J. Wright's gone. And, of course, Bobby Wagner. They do have Quandre Diggs in the backside, of course, with Jamal Adams at safety. But we'll see how they can put it all together under Pete Carroll. He's definitely on the hot seat and needs to needs to win or needs to have some more victories. But I'm so excited for uh, pro football. Look, it's week one. It's back. And uh, I, I'm just, I just think it's awesome. I did have a question about some pro football, though. How about Mason out of Pike Road, Alabama? Ryan, thank you so much for the fantasy football advice. What are your fantasy football team names for your uh for your team? Mine is uh the one league that I'm in is Tua Affinity and Tua Beyond. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that one before. That's pretty cool, man. I, I like that. Um, I, one league I got uh, which is probably my most competitive is called the uh I'm, I'm called the Nose no Face Killer. Um, because I'm a big Boston Bruins hockey fan and Brad Marchand, he's called the Nose Face Killer because he has a huge nose and my wife doesn't think I doesn't think i have a big nose but i i am very self-conscious of it so i call myself the uh the nose face killer in another league it's suge's night um yeah back in college i had a nickname and stuff like that and so anyway suge was a part of it so i, I just kind of play off of, of the old death row record president Sug, suge Knight. And, and number number three is i'm actually kind of proud of this name coming up with it uh in the all season um aaron Rodgers dressed up like nicholas cage in the movie con aaron so i was like oh man con aaron so that's going to be my nickname for some people i used to work with in florida that i still keep in touch with and uh it's a competitive league in that one as well so so con aaron in that one it's always kind of cool to come up with a creative name with something you think is badass and stuff like that so and also mason did have a question is like man when i'm looking at this matchup what, what are some things that you like to look at um uh, play the matchup, play the flow. Obviously try to think about game script and stuff like that. Remembering the flex position, I think it's important that make sure you got a um, make sure you got a really good solid person with upside there, you know, that's gonna be providing a, a nice punch there because that's where you're gonna you could probably come across the board pretty even, but right there in that flex spot. Sometimes if you I like to go with a better wide receiver over a good running back in my flex spot, but when you know, you gotta do what you do. Uh, play the matchup and you know put a lineup out there that kind of gives the other person maybe some pause or worry that's how i like to put it out there maybe they're like huh what's that all about and uh that can always come in the form of your flex i believe um look it is the first week of pro football so we're super stoked we got some great college football games but do remember sunday you know that it is 9 11 and um just always never forget it impacted my family of course in a big way and and um know me you know it did and and we always try to do something to remember my cousin donnie so if you get a chance man check out team shamrock on facebook my cousin kathy heads it up she's also on the board of directors for tunnels towers and donate or just try to get as much information as you can that's on you know team shamrock on facebook and just always like to remember just never forget for those who sat in terror on the planes for those who never saw it coming in the buildings for those who jumped instead of burning alive Some of those were actually, you know, holding people that were holding hands for the firefighters who never stopped fighting for the police officers who never stopped protecting for the paramedics who never stopped giving aid for the coworkers who died together for the ordinary people who came, who became extraordinary examples of courage for the loved ones of the ones lost and lost themselves and for the uncommon valor in the face of unspeakable evil. Um, Never forget, and um, I hope everyone has a great and lovely weekend. Um, it's it's football, pro football, and it's all now real of everything that we have coming together. So thank you so much for listening to us here on MyTurf. Uh, season 1, Episode 30, Now It's Real. Thank you so much again for being with us. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tell your friends and hit me up, My Turf Podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, interact with me on Twitter, @ryanfn 18 season one episode 30 that's a wrap everyone hope you have a lovely weekend